mad thing, mad thing. I'm in a field like Anglo-Saxon. Yes. Joke, man, don't ask my ranking. Nope. Still cool with the kiddies, no ramping. Killy. Cool kid, guys say I look handsome. <laughs> handsome, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> man, I lying on us about tantrums. Yo. Make a boy lay down, no planking. Mm. Make a boy lay down on my celly. Leave you on the deck like Mike Pantelli. TJ on the block, Spinelli. Jen out the pot, yeah, make a spaghetti. Little man on the wing, Martinelli. He was in the field trying to pop his cherry. Rock that steady, sound of the box on your marks, get ready. Southeast steps southwest, and now we like steps southeast. With Phineas, not Belgique, but with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T, stuck in a box, got a job complete. What's up, the people? Welcome back to episode 11 of N5 Vibes. I'm your host, Joanne, and today I've got, as always, a lot to discuss on my agenda. So, as always, before we begin, follow me on socials at Yohanyo on Twitter and Instagram. Follow my brand accounts at Communicado Offi on Twitter and Communicado underscore official on Instagram. And uh, if you didn't hear my announcement in the last pod, obviously I'm a part of the Outsiders Footy Group now. And I'm going to be bringing a special version of the N5 Vibes podcast, a brand, over to their platform. It's going to be called the N5 Vibes Roundtable, which will be starting sometime this week, if not thursday then friday so check out for that on their platform be on their youtube channel be on their anchor anchor site and everything like that so check it out check it out and yeah i've got the win against Leeds to discuss i've got the game against benfica to preview and i've also got a little bit of saliba watch since i watched this game against psg on saturday so yeah without further ado let's get right into reaction Right, so let's start off with the game. Arsenal 4 leads to very nice win for the boys. Obviously needed after those two back-to-back defeats against Wolves and Aston Villa, of course. Losing 2-1, being down to 10 men, 10 men and 9 men at Molyneux. And then afterwards, losing at Villa Park last weekend. 1-0 from that early goal from Ollie Watkins. We needed to bounce back. We needed to get a win here to keep our chances of uh, European football via the league alive. And we did that to full effect. We came out of the blocks flying. We got the four goals. A hat-trick for Aubameyang, his first Premier League hat-trick. And another goal from Hector Bellerin. And, uh, yeah, coming into this game, we knew what to, we knew what to, to expect. We know that Leeds are a side that just as capable of conceding as they are scoring at the other end. Of course, they've got, they've got loads of danger men. The likes of Bamford has been scoring goals for fans. He's coming to the Premier League. I think he has 12 so far this season. Rafinha is acclimatised as well to England. Jack Harrison, the former Manchester City Academy player. Uh, Stuart Dallas on the wings, Mateus Click, Luke Ayling, former gunner, right back. Yeah, they have a lot of danger, man. They have a lot of danger, man. But what I liked about our approach in this game is that uh, we were fearless, we were confident, and we pressed them high. We restricted the space. We didn't allow them to build out from the back. We forced them into mistakes. And we saw that for a couple of the goals, particularly the second one where Medley brings down Saka for a penalty. But I'll get into that more as we discussed the game. So, my rundown. So, I thought I thought we came out of the box fine. I liked, the, I liked the energy that we were showing. It was a solid, energetic start to the game. I thought Leeds were a little bit passive, a little bit scared. If, to be fair, I think our pressing was working very well, and that's something I mentioned in our final thoughts. I think our pressing game was very was superb. I think Shaq and Zibayos were doing a good job of controlling the midfield. I think Smithrow, Erdegaard were doing a good job linking up, creating those triangles, one-twos with Saka and Babiang. Yeah, what I liked was that um, to, there were a lot of runs being made on and off the ball. It was nice to see. It was like... 
Is that back in the day when you used to see Arsene Wenger just pack uh, the midfield with loads of technical players? And we saw that with Emil smith playing on the left, Martin Odegaard making his first Premier League start in the middle, Saka on the right as always, Aubameyang through the middle, Sabayas in midfield alongside Granit Xhaka, of course, Thomas Partey still injured at the moment. And then at the back, we had uh, Bellerin right back, Gabriel and David Luiz together for the first time since, I can't remember... Last time I can think of was maybe the Sheffield United game. That's how long ago it's been. Uh, and then at left back, we had Cedric again, flinging for the injured Kieran Tini, of course. Leno coming back in goal after his suspension. So, yeah, it's a very good start. I think, uh, to be honest, first 10 minutes, not really much to say. There's not really too many click or chances created. In fact, the first click or chance of the game was probably the goal we scored. Aubameyang is a good move. Um, Gabriel brings the ball out from the back. Up to Smith Rowe, he gives it to Xhaka, plays it to Aubameyang. Aubameyang stands up uh, ailing with some stepovers and fires a shot in between the legs of him and Cooper. It deceives Mesli at the near post. Aubameyang, Aubameyang gets us off and running. 1-0 to the Arsenal. Love to see it. And it was a deserved lead because Leeds have been very quiet up to that point. And I think, um, yeah, it took, Leeds, it took Leeds a while to get going, a long while to get going. In fact, I'd say probably up until the, the hour mark. They just never really got going. They were two passes. I think, like I said, Jack and Sabayas doing a very good job of controlling the game. They had a few half chances. For example, uh, Bamford's header, which never really troubled Leno. And uh, the one where Rafinha runs at Cedric. He plays the ball across the box. Harrison, he gets it onto his left, fires straight at Leno. But apart from that, I can't really think of Leeds doing anything, really. I don't think we're really... Under any threat, under any pressure, I think it was nice and comfortable, which is one I wanted to see in this game. We could have had a, poten- a potential penalty when uh, Saka went down, being brought down by Cooper. I thought, I thought, whilst the pen was given, I thought it was a little bit soft. Of course, in the build-up, we saw we saw a lovely one-two, lovely interchange between him and Erdegaard. And yeah, he went down. Unfortunately, the ref decided that uh, it wasn't a penalty. He got overturned. But um, to be fair, in my honest opinion, I think it was a little bit soft. But I would have, I would have understood if a penalty was given. But I can see why it wasn't. But never fear, we got a penalty. Uh, literally, like two minutes later, anyway. Aubameyang, good pressing. Saka, good pressing. He, in fact, he chases the ball all the way back to Melier. Meslier. I think he got caught in two minds over what he wanted to do with the ball. He lost it. Saka got in front of him. He brought him down. It's a penalty every day of the week. Aubameyang puts it away to his left. 2-0. Nice penalty. We've got the two-goal cushion. Let's continue to go for the front now because I think uh, Leeds was starting to self-implode a little bit. And yeah, we got the third soon after. Saka, whew, what a player he is. He gets the ball, he carries it down the right, he continues his run into the box. And what I like about what I like about Saka's uh Saka here is that he doesn't he doesn't just decide to release the ball for for the sake of it. He decides to hold on to it as long as he can until he knows that he has a genuine passing option. He lays off to Babiang. Abamyang uh, does a little scoop cross into the box. It comes to Bellerin. Bellerin knocks it down to uh Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe holds it up, passes it to Ceballos. Ceballos passes it through the legs of, uh, I think it was Click or or Strike, someone like that. Bellerin gets the shot on his right, beats Mesley at the near post, 3-0. That should be the points wrapped up. It's a very cute assist. It's a very nice team goal from Arsenal. And uh, 3 nil up at the break. I wanted to see us continue in that vein and continue to go and get more goals, and we did that. 
I was very happy with how we were playing at the break. I think that um, a half time clearly we'd caught leads on one of their bad days. Although, to be fair, that isn't to discredit the work that we were doing both on and off the ball. I think, like I said, our pressing was very good. And yeah, we got the fourth goal pretty much straight after the interval. Uh, again, pressing from the front, which is something I like to see. Cedric comes all the way up to support Saka and Smithrow. He gets the ball off uh, Helder Costa. Emil Smithrow, well, he can only tell you whether that was a shot or a cross. To me, it looked like a bit of a shot, but... To be fair, this is literally the perfect ball to Abambiang, who's ghosted in at the far post beyond strike, and uh, he gets the header in 4 0. Like I said, first Premier League hat trick for our captain. Yeah, Arsenal 4, Leeds 0. And uh, at that point, it seemed like a case of how many we were going to get, but unfortunately, this is Arsenal Football Club. They don't ever make things comfortable. I think. Uh, Clearly, with one eye on the Europa League game, we made a, we made a sub. We brought off uh, Smith Rowe for William. And to be honest, I think that sub killed our momentum because um, Leeds immediately woke up. They woke up. They started getting some chances. Um, of course, they made a double sub at the break already. They brought on uh, Connor. No, not, still not Connor Roberts. Tyler Roberts and uh, Helder Costa. They also brought on Shackleton some, at some point. No, they brought on a guy called Niall Huggins for someone during the second half so yeah they'd already made all three changes by this point and yeah uh they got uh they got a goal back from a from a corner it was a bullet header from a strike um he goes away from Saka I think Saka was his marker David Luiz is trying to do some zonal marking unfortunately he gets beaten to the to the ball to the ball I can't really blame him too tough strike it's to be fair it's, it's an excellent delivery as well from uh from Dallas Bullet header, no chance for anyone to save it. Four one, and yeah, it was a bit annoying that we'd a uh, bit annoying that we'd conceded to be honest because I wanted a clean sheet. And Leeds got a second as well. Um, Helder Costa, Bellerin. I think it was a pass from Click, which uh, he plays in behind Bellerin. Uh, it's just a lapse in concentration from Bellerin to be honest. He lets Robertson behind him far too easily. He gets the um, Roberts gets the cross in to Helder Costa, who's uh, gotten in front of Jacker. He puts into the back of the net, 4-2. And now, from a position of strength, it's slightly less comfortable because Leeds... Fair play to Leeds. I respect Leeds. I like the way that they um, they continue to try and go for goals. They continue, they continue to try and get in the, back in the game, especially when the game's going away from them. It's, uh, it's a fearless approach. It's like... You know the phrase, it's not over until the fat lady sings. I like that. That's what Leeds tried to do, and they tried to make it difficult for us. They could have had a penalty when Bamford was brought down by Gabriel and uh, and uh, Cedric, but uh, nothing was given. And yeah, there was a good like, 10 15 minute spell where we were really being pinned back and we were really struggling to get out. There was no real outball for us. I think Abamyang was being left a little isolated because Saka and uh, William were dropping very deep. And yeah, the second goal rattled us a bit, but we gradually, gradually managed to wrestle back some control in the game. I know uh, Leno got forced into a good save from Roberts. Aubameyang hit the post after a layoff from Xhaka. And yeah, I think the Elneny sub when he came on for did he come for? He came on for Odegaard. I think it helped us get some control back in the game. Of course, we made the last sub late on as well, bringing on uh, Rob Holding. So, yeah, in the end, Arsenal 4, Leeds 2. Very nice win for the boys. We are up to 10th in the Premier League. Imagine me saying that in the middle of fucking February. Up to 10th. This is where we are now. But um, it is where it is. 
yeah, let's just get into the player ratings. Very nice win. Uh, Burn Leno, I give him a six. I can't really blame him for either goal. Bellerin, I give him a seven. I think he was a little bit sloppy defensively in the second half, but uh, his goal was very well taken. Uh, David Luiz also gets a seven. He got, you know what? I could maybe give him higher, but I suppose the reason I haven't is because we can see the two goals. Yeah, I think a seven is fair ultimately, but. I liked how adventurous David Luiz was being. Sometimes David Luiz has those games where he's like, he just looks like a wild bee and it's like, rah, fuck is, what the fuck is my man doing today? What the hell has he been drinking? But yeah, he dealt with Bamford well for the most part and he also created a good chance for Aubameyang which was well blocked by Ailing. Gabriel also gets a seven. I think he's slowly getting back to his best again. Obviously, he had that long coronavirus and forced break. And I think... Let's put it quietly. I think he works better with um, David Luiz than he does with Rob Holding, to be honest. Mainly because of the communication thing, but yeah. Cedric gets a six. I think he was a better showing after a couple of tricky games, but still, I think Rafinha caused him a few problems, to be fair. To be fair, it wasn't really helped up defensively by either Smith-Rowe or William, to be honest. Danny Ceballos, I thought he was very, very good. Very good, very lively in the middle, and I like this assist for Bellerin. I was quick thinking, very cute, very nice. He gets an eight. Granite Xhaka, I give him a eight as well. I think he was very good in the first half. I think he was probably our best player besides Bamiang, actually. I mean he got a little bit sloppy with his passing in the second, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna detract that away from him. Uh Bukayo Saka. Also gets an eight. I think the only thing missing from his performance was a goal. Of course, he missed a post in the second. He hit the post, sorry, in the second half. I think this was at. I want to say this was at four-one when he hit the post. I think he maybe could have passed it to Elneny or Bamiang, but I think he wanted to score, and then I think he was offside anyway. But yeah, the only thing missing from his performance was a goal, and his work for his work in the fourth and the third goal should not go underappreciated because he he did well to carry the board up that far. Martin Odegaard, I give him a six. I think he was solid enough and very tidy on his first Premier League start, but I wanted to see a little bit more from him, to be fair. I think, of course, he acclimatizes the Premier League, so I'm not going to come down on him too much, but yeah, just wanted to see a little bit more from him. Uh, Smith Rowe, I give him a seven. I think, um, yeah, I like this pressing. What I like about Smith Rowe is his complimentary runs. He opens up space for others. I think what I want to see from him more going forward is him. I think now, I think now with Smith Rowe, it's just about getting his numbers up because he's now our leading assist, assist maker in the Premier League with four. That is that's good in itself, but in a way that's also quite embarrassing. And yeah, he just had another solid game, and uh, yeah, I think um, I think I tweeted this last night that um, Hayland has been the only thing giving me consistent joy throughout the season. Of course, here his inclusion into the first team since the Chelsea game, Bakayev Saka, amongst others. Yeah, I just like what Hayland are bringing to the table at the moment, so I'm very happy with him. And up front, the striker, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, gets a nine. Hat-trick, what more can you ask for from a striker? He could have had more as well if it wasn't for that block from Aylin hitting the post. He could have had four or five in this game, really and truly. So, yeah, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the performance. Of course, there's some elements which need to be worked on and rectified in the training ground, but nothing too iffy. Nothing too iffy from this game. We go to the subs now. I'll give William a four. I think his sub killed our momentum, like I said. <laughs> and uh, defensively, oh dear. Oh dear. 
Elneny, I think his sub was very important. I actually gave him a six. I think he helped us uh, gain a bit more control. I think uh, he was a lot calm on the ball. He gave us a bit more of a calming influence in possession, so that was very important. And the final sub, Rob Holding, I can't give him a mark because he was on for like, less than five minutes. So, yeah. My final thoughts from the game, it was good to see us being efficient in the final third. I think our pressing was superb. Like I said, we forced Leeds into a lot of mistakes. There was one in particular, particular in the in the first half where Aubameyang loses the ball when he's trying to give it back to Xhaka. And what he does is he chases the ball all the way down back to Melier and forces Mesnier to just kick it long and out of play. I love to see it. Aubameyang getting a hat-trick is perfect with the Europa League coming up on Thursday, of course. I'll talk about the Benfica game in a little bit. I think Martin Odegaard gradually grew into the game. He was better in the second half. And, of course, 77 minutes will do him no harm at all. It'll be, in fact, I want to I see how this uh, Smith Rowe and Odegaard uh, Saka with Aubameyang front four develops because uh, it looked very promising in this game. Of course, uh, it'll, we need to gauge against teams that will restrict space and sit back a little bit deeper, drop like 10 or so yards back. But, yeah, I want to see a little bit more of it throughout the season, providing that they're all fit. I think our game management, went, once we went falling up, was a little bit uh, slack. I think we were a little bit too casual on the ball, giving it away sloppily a few times. But I think that's just an air of complacency, which I think in our current predicament, there's no reason to really be predicament. I mean, we're fucking mid-table, for goodness sake. I know you're winning the game comfortably, but come on, man. Um, I think this is a general thing, but I think um, Aubameyang can be Aubameyang. Of course, Aubameyang can be successful in the in the striker role if you get if you get him loads of chances and you get technically proficient players comfortable operating in the half spaces, players that want to receive the ball to feet, players that are comfortable playing those one two triangles, opening up space for others with their runs, making those complementary runs. If you can get those sort of players around Aubameyang and create chances for him, then uh, I think that uh, we can definitely have a Bamian there for the short to medium long term and the centre forward role. And the final two points from me before I get into Saliba Watch. Uh, our slim hopes of European football via the league remain alive, like I said at the beginning. And uh, this is just a general point moving into Thursday. This was an important win to get to get a feel good factor, get some confidence flowing before Thursday. It's a massive game. Going to Rome, it's a massive game. These two legs are massive for our season. And if we want Champions League, we have to rise to the occasion. So, yeah, that's all from me in this game. Let's go. Let's get on to hashtag Saliba Watch. All right, so on to Saliba Watch. And, of course, this weekend, his knee side went away to probably the hardest fixture in the entire season for them, away at the Parc des Princes against PSG. To be fair, I actually think he gave a, a very good account of himself in this game. It finished PSG 2, Nice 1. In fact, I think Nice were very unlucky to lose the game, really and truly. I think it was a game of two halves, I think. The first half, Nice didn't really do offer anything. Didn't really do anything. They struggled to get on the ball. I think it was very comfortable for PSG. Of course, they got the lead from Julian Draxler. Uh, it was a cross by Kera that uh, Okadi got onto the, latched onto the far post. He hit the post. Uh, and it came straight out to Julian Draxler for the rebound. No one could do anything about it. PSG had the lead, very comfortable. And yeah, I thought in the first half, just as a general thought of the game, I thought PSG were dominating possession, but not really creating too many clear-cut chances. Of course, Mbappe having a bit of a torrid time in front of goal, to be fair. 
As for Saliba, I thought he was looking a tiny bit shaky when he was uh, forced into 1v1 situations up against Moise Keane. But I think he was dealing with the threat of uh, Mauro Icardi very well. In the second half, I think Pete Nice really stepped it up. Saliba, to be fair, he made a very good block to deny Icardi right at the, st- right at the start of the second half. He basically denied him a tap-in. And a couple of minutes later, Nice had their, had their equaliser. Ronnie Lopez scores a banger off the bar in part of Navas. And from there on in, Nice really started to control the game. They had the better chances. I mean, Guiri hit the bar. I think Saliba and Tadebo were basically marking Icardi out the game very well. I think they were starting off attacks well. I think Nice look infinitely better since they've moved to that three. Oh, and sorry, since they moved away from the three four three to the four three three now. But yeah, unfortunately, Nice had lots of chances. Like I said, uh, I think they also hit the post at some point from uh, Malida when he came on. But unfortunately, if you don't take your chances against PSG. They have enough firepower to come and punish you. Unfortunately, that's what happened just about 15 minutes before the end when uh, one of the few times that Saliba and Taliba actually lost uh, Icardi and Keane. Uh, Icardi basically ghosted uh, towards the far post. He beats Kamara to the header, heads it back across goal, and Keane ghosts in between uh, Saliba and Taliba to get an easy tap in, heads into the back of the net. BSG 2, Nice 1. And yeah, that's how it finished at the part of their parents. I think they were unfortunate to lose, given that they had largely the better of the second half. But this is why you have to take your chances. Ultimately, Nice now, uh, where are they in the table? I just want to see. Let me see. League on uh, table. What are they? Uh, my guess is probably still like 13th or something. They are 14th, they are 14th, but with a game in hand, if they win that, they go up to 12th. So, yeah, it's a disappointing defeat for Nice, given how well they played in the second half. But it's football, man. You have to learn from it. You have to take the positives. And I think there were a lot of positives. I think overall, they gave a good account of themselves individually. Saliba gave a good account of himself. Of course, it's been a difficult week for him with the storm around that video, which I won't talk about too tough, but it is what it is. Yeah, I like the partnership that him and Tadiba are building at the back. Of course, you can see, um, of course, Tadiba is a lot more active of the pairs. Tadiba a lot more passive, um, bringing the ball out the back. We saw that a lot. Didn't make any errors at all. He's he's very comfortable in possession. And for me, when I look at Saliba, I'm thinking next season, regardless of what happens, whether we're in the Europa League, the Champions League, or if we have no European football at all, he's someone who I want to see be, being given a chance next season because I think now it's start, time to start building towards the future. We've done that in the forward areas with the likes of Saka, Smithro, and them guys. Why not do it with the defensive work, the defense as well? If we're going to go with a younger, younger team and freshen things up, we may as well do it with our chest. So, yeah, overall, it was a positive. It was a game of positives for Nice and a game of positives for Saliba, even though that they lost the game. So, yeah. That's the end of Saliba Watch. Let's move on to the final part of this pod, which will be the Benfica against Arsenal Europa League preview. So finally, let's go with the Benfica Arsenal preview in the Europa League on Thursday. I can't lie, I've not really got a lot to say about it because I can't I can't confess to having watched Benfica religiously. I don't watch League Us like that, so yeah, but anyways, we're facing them in Rome in the first leg, the Stadio Olimpico, Thursday, 8pm. And yeah, the things I got from Benfica, they're currently fourth in the league on us. 
in with regards to how they did in the Europa League, I did watch their games back against Benfica. I mean, against Rangers. Sorry, they finished second in their group behind Rangers. We last faced them in the Emirates Cup, the twenty seventeen Emirates Cup. We beat them five one. And yeah, just a few tactical notes. Uh, this isn't going to be a long segment at all. I think uh, Otamendi and Vertonghen will be f- familiar faces to us, of course. Otamendi being at Man City for so long. So same with Vertonghen being at Spurs until last summer. They're there to be gone and defensively, of course. They've been uh, leaking goals left, right and centre in the league this season and in Europe. So let's try and get at them. I think players we need to watch out for are certainly the likes of Darwin Nunez, uh, Harris Seferovic, uh, Adol Torat players with a lot of technical quality like him, Everton, Luca Waldschmidt as well off the bench, well, depending on if he sits on the bench or not. Who else do I like in their team? I like the Gabriel midfield. Of course, Alex Grimaldo at left-back. Who's their goalkeeper? Who's Benfica's goalkeeper? It's not Mila Svila. It's someone else now. I just want to see who it is. Benfica. Uh, who is their goalkeeper? Moyenzi. Morenzi won the FIFA one. Who's in goal for them? I forgot his name. It's uh, Helton Leite. That's the name. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. Of course, Julian Weigl used to play at Borussia Dortmund as well. They've done a lot of recruitment in, in, in mainland Europe, of course, buying guys from Bundesliga, especially, of course, Weigl and uh, Waldschmidt from uh, Freiburg and Dortmund. Uh, Adel Rap, who they brought in from... I can't remember who they brought him from. Oh, uh, Harry Seferovic, another one from Antak Frankfurt. They brought in Everton. They brought in from Brazil. Yeah, Benfica are in a lot of problems at the moment. Apparently, there's rumours swirling around Portugal at the moment that their manager, Holger Jesus, could be sacked if they go out of the Europa League. So let's try and stick the boot into them. Let's try and get their manager out of here because he's a racist too. And I, and I don't tolerate that sort of bullshit around here. So let's get him out of here, man. But yeah, as for my predicted eleven for uh, for this uh, game, uh, let's go with uh, Ingo. Let's go with Ben Leno. I could bring in Matt Ryan, but uh, it's Europa League. Let's not take any chances with that. Right back to Benes. It's going to be more, more or less the same that we played against um, Leeds. Sorry, so I'm going to go with Bellerin at right back. Obviously. Rob Holder didn't play against Leeds, which makes me think that he might start in this game. So I'm going to play him alongside, uh, you know, I'm going to go with him alongside David Luiz, actually, for the experience. Cedric, a left back, obviously, I'm assuming uh, Kieran Tinney won't be fit for the game. Uh, Thomas Partey won't be fit for this game either, so we're going to continue with Tobias Jack in midfield. Sack on the right, as always. Uh, I'm going to go with Emma Smith-Rowe on the, um, yeah, well, through the middle in the 10 row. On the left, I'm going to go with Nicola Pepe. I don't think Odegaard will start in this game, you know. I think Pepe might be brought back in. And up front, I'm going to go with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang again. I thought he did well. He got the hat-trick and uh, he ain't broke, so don't fix it. And finally, the the few things that we need to consider going into this game, going into this tie, we need to learn from our mistakes last season against Olympiacos. We didn't put the tie to bed in the first leg and then we got burned spectacularly at the Emirates. So let's try and fix that. Uh, let's try and grab a couple of away goals similarly to what I said against the Piakos we didn't put the tie to bed there and then in Greece and we can't afford to start slowly we've started the, the last few games a little bit slowly we've been punished you saw against Aston Villa we scored they scored that goal inside 75 seconds from Ollie Watkins and we struggled to get back in the game 
Uh, Southampton scored after like three minutes. Fortunately, we came back into the game. But yeah, don't start slowly. Even though this is a two-legged tie, we can't start slowly because if we hand teams the initiative, it's very hard for this team to come back with all our flaws and deficiencies. So yeah, that's all I have to say about everything. I've covered the Arsenal-Leeds game. I've cut, I've done Saliba Watch, a little short uh, feature on that. I hope you enjoyed that. And finally, my Benfica against Arsenal preview. So I've done nothing else to say, really and truly. That's going to be all from me. As always, like I said, follow my accounts. Uh, check out the roundtable, which will be coming out on Thursday, which will talk about Benfica game a little bit more. And we'll also do a preview for Arsenal against Manchester City at the weekend. But yeah. I've got nothing else to add, really and truly. So this is going to be all from me. I'm out. Peace. Bop with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T's stuck in a box, got the job complete.